everyone. This is episode 503 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, July 27th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez. Today I'll be talking about some more No Man's Sky, because I know everyone wants to hear that. And guess what? I'll probably be talking about it for a while. And also, To Hell with Hell, which is a roguelike twin-stick shooter in early access on PC. I've been playing that for a little bit, a smidgen, a scotch, and then more movies, just random movies, like always. I think that's going to be a thing for a while. Just like, huh, I just randomly watched Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2. Do I still like them as much as I used to? No. Is that a a common theme with me, going back and watching movies and realizing, eh, I don't know. Uh, It is, and I'll, I'll get to all that shortly. But No Man's Sky, so... I've played it for a good bit more with whatever free time I have. So I've put in, I'm, I'm getting close to the 10 hour mark and I'm still really enjoying it. I've, I've reached the point in the game where I, where everything's clicked again and I'm just, I'm going through all the motions and I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. And the thing is, I do want to reiterate that if you played No Man's Sky in the past, and you did not like it. I personally, even though there are people who would disagree, think that there is nothing uh, substantially different in No Man's Sky Next and the updates that came previously that change the experience in any kind of strong fundamental way that makes it a vastly superior game than what it was at launch. Things have been added. It's a more fleshed out game. There are more things to do. There are... You know, there's base building, there's this like guild thing, and which may have been, I don't think that was in launch, but you can get all these little side missions where you have to kill a certain number of creatures, collect certain resources, deliver resources, go after a bounty, etc. You know, go steal or destroy some buildings um, and whatnot. But it's still the same core game. And yeah, there's multiplayer. I haven't messed with that. Um, because I'm not going to be playing with strangers. I don't trust strangers. I don't know how the multiplayer works. I think there's mixer integration too. My one friend, Rich from Pixelator Radio, told me about that allows the the viewers to either grief you or help you. And you know what? In this type of game, I don't want to deal with that. So I will never use that because uh, he suggested, hey, we're about to bring back our old podcast. Should we maybe, you know, play a multiplayer session and do the whole mixer integration? And I asked him. Uh, does that involve uh, the the users, the viewers, messing with you? I was like, yeah, I think they can. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. And he was just like, ha, 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 ha. Um, but <clears throat> I still love the game. But I, I always love the game. So I think I, I knew I was going to really like it. And it took me a few hours to just get into the swing of things again and you know, remember how the systems work and all that stuff. But I, I love collecting resources. It's such a relaxing game for me, and it's something that I can really get lost in and is a game that, for me, if I have been working a lot all day and I just want to relax, I just want to release some steam, it's, it's the perfect game to just... I can I can lose myself in it and can turn my mind off and just be like okay i'm just i'm I'm just going to be collecting all these resources i'm going to build these things i'm going to 
do this, I'm going to do that. I set out goals for myself. And for some people, that sounds like just more work. You're, you're giving yourself more work. You're working now in a game. It's tedious and all that. And that's true. But I like that. I am someone who likes organization. If I was at someone's house and they had a bun- like a, gi- a giant pile of 2,000, whatever, however many thousand DVDs, Blu-rays, and they just were in this completely messy disorder and they said hey would you like to alphabetize these for me on these empty bookshelves i'd be like yes that sounds wonderful i like doing that i know that's not something a lot of people like but for me those kind of tasks where i can just focus and do something and i set out a goal for myself and i feel like i accomplished something that makes something like it's just something that works for me no man's sky is a game that is made for me and I am enjoying the things that are new to me that weren't in the launch version. So I, I ran into a freighter that was getting attacked by pirate ships, and I saved it. And I got a distress, I got not a distress call, I got a, a call from the freighter captain after I saved them. And he's like, come and come in the ship. So I went in, and he's like, you know what? You handle those pirates so well. You seem to be way more capable than I am. Would you like to just take my freighter and become the new captain? I'm like, of course, I don't have to pay for it. Of course, I'm gonna do it. So I got an awesome multi-tool which I'm cleaning out right now. Uh, I've cleared up a lot of the spaces, and I've got this freighter that I can use to store items. And I will soon, when I have more money, be able to hire little ships that will be with my freighter, and I can send them on missions, which will be cool. Um, I'm just I'm really loving the game, and. It's it's just nice that it's now on Xbox and more people can play it. Uh, one thing that I would definitely highly suggest is that you get these bits of currency that are different from your credits that are called, I think, nanites. And you get them for uploading uh, data to the system. So when you find a planet and then you f- uh, scan the various floor or creatures what have you find uh the the like uh save points on there um when you upload those you get in a certain amount of credits and also when you reach the point where you run into an anomaly you will be able to get nanites for the various milestones you hit so the like walking milestones uh meeting with aliens milestones learning language all those kind of things they will give you nanites for those but the point is there are shops on every single one of the um, they're not the planets, the little like trading outposts that uh, exist in every single one of the galaxies. Um, and you can purchase from them either upgrade modules that you can already install into either your multi-tool, your exo suit, or your spaceship, or you can also purchase blueprints from them. And they cost a certain number of these nanites. There, there is a specific module or whatever it's called for your multi-tool that I think I don't think it breaks the game but it is so it, it is such a great pickup to get early on in the game and you could buy multiple of them I now have three of them installed they cost about 445 nanites but what they do is and it's this scanner boost module rank S and what it does is it allows you to it, it it expands the scope of your scan 
a, a little bit and I think it might give you a bit more information. But the big thing to it is that when you scan creatures or flora, etc., you get a certain amount of credits when you scan something new. It's not that much in the beginning, but with this uh, module, you get with each one, so it'll keep stacking as you increase, uh, as you install more, you get a, I don't, it's somewhere between seven and 8,000 percent increase. So now when I'm scanning creatures and all these things, I'm getting 50 plus thousand credits per scan. It is a money-making racket, and I'm just, <laughs> the second I got that and I first noticed, oh, cra I, I saw that it was going to give me an increase in the amount of credits I earned. But when I actually saw how many I was getting, I was like, shit, I need to just, I need to go to all of these trading outpost things and buy as many of these as I can if they have them. Not all of them are going to have them, but uh, I think, well, I've, I've gotten three. I know one didn't have, and I, I don't know if I've run into more than four of these outposts, but um, I, that's the thing I would highly recommend picking up early because it's just a credit making machine and it makes it so that you really don't have to worry about credits and selling things so you can focus more on collecting resources that you need for crafting blueprints or, or doing other things um, but I just I, I love No Man's Sky and it, it's funny because I sent a text to my good friend John and he was uh, saying after I uh, told him that I'm I'm way into it I've hit that point where I'm just super into it and he said I'm so glad something grabbed you finally. In which case, I initially thought, <laughs> you're such a smartass. Um, and then I replied with, well, yeah, something that grabbed me two years ago has grabbed me once again. What a surprise. But it, it's true because it's true that it's nice that something has grabbed me again because the only other game that has grabbed me all year is Into the Breach, which I still adore. That is my game of the year. Like I've said, uh, with uh, uh, one of the, the, the Player One Podcast Discord fellows, Enchi, which I hope that's how you pronounce that name. I don't know. I look at, I look at any kind of name, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Maybe it's Enchiai or something. I don't know. It seems pretty self-explanatory, but you never know. I have a last name that no one can pronounce. Um, so... Yeah, but uh, Celeste is still something that I need to play. And it's weird because I didn't I didn't see any footage of Celeste until Games Done Quick, I believe is the name of that thing that happens. And I saw that because and she posted a link to it, and I, I finally saw some of it in action. I'm like, oh, this actually looks... This looks awesome and i've i heard people talking about it and it sounded like something i'd be really into but then i saw it in action I'm like well i like the way this looks and i feel like this could be something i'm really into and i just haven't gotten around to it. and i i'm kicking myself because i believe it was on sale for like 16 bucks on xbox a little while ago and i just never i forgot to pick it up uh but then i mean you know it's four dollars big deal but also no man's sky has a hooks in me well, what's I can't unhook myself from No Man's Sky at this point, but like I said, the only other game that has really grabbed me this year is Into the Breach, which I 
absolutely adore so very, very much. But other than that, what is there? God of War? I really like the story in God of War. I think it's a great story. But I think the gameplay is just good. And there's a, there's like a twist in it where the gameplay gets a bit better, but I still think the gameplay is just, it's solid. But a problem with God of War is that some of the best moments in the game, you barely control. And people talk about these moments in such high regard, like they are such incredible experiences, but they're not incredible experiences. Not for me. In a game, I want to be in control. That's the point. That's why I'm playing a game and not watching a movie. If I'm just occasionally pressing a button or tapping a button, that's not that's not a great experience, uh, a, a gameplay experience. It might be a great uh, great experience to watch, but I don't feel like I'm in control. I don't feel like I'm doing the awesome stuff I'm seeing on screen, and that's a bit frustrating. You know, it's like okay, it's it's like, and I think I compared to the compared it to this when I was talking about God of War while I was playing it, but the scene in Metal Gear Solid 4 where uh, Raiden is destroying a few of the smaller uh, Metal Gears, that scene is awesome. But you're not controlling it. It is just a cutscene. And the coolest bits in God of War are that with little inputs here and there. You're not in control. In the very first hour or so, that bit, the, the parts you are in control are not that much fun. It's when it transitions to these cutscene bits where you maybe press a button here and there that it gets awesome. Later on, when you have a few more interactions with Baldur, it's great again, but you're not really in control. Um, but this also transitions to something that I was talking about with a few people in the Player One podcast Discord, which I love. It's, I love that Discord so much. It's the only one I'm active in at all. I've left a few of them, and I'm just like, whatever. I don't need to bother with anyone. I'm, I've looked at anime discords, and they're all <laughs> they're nightmares. Um, but I I really get annoyed by people who get so hot and bothered and feel like it's an offense to them that someone doesn't like a game or doesn't like an experience. And they take it as a personal affront against them. I don't li- I, like. I find that so weird. And like, to me, and and also people who relish the a bad experience and shitting on a game or a person or whatever. Like, I go into every single experience with hopes that I'm gonna enjoy it. I I know that in some cases I am more likely not going to enjoy it but i'm still open to it i saw ready player one hoping i would like it i knew that there was probably a better chance that i wouldn't but i still went into it hoping that i would if i if i 100 expected to hate it from the very beginning i wouldn't have even bothered going but i went and i just didn't like it but i don't think people who do like it are wrong in liking it i'm ha- i'm happy when someone likes something i don't i don't i'm not offended by that i don't feel like oh the fact that they're disagreeing with me means they're wrong i don't have a, a perfect opinion i have an opinion i have my opinion and that's all i have we all have different opinions the idea that objectivity exists in so much of 
the world and society and everything we do is ludicrous. We can agree one plus one equals two. We can agree about certain scientific things or whatever. I mean, some people won't, you know, evolution or whatever, uh, blah, blah, blah. But the idea that reviews should be objective or can be objective, I think is ludicrous. A review is subjective. Whenever I talk about a game, it is, it is my opinion. If you want an objective review, an objective opinion, I mean, that's already a ludicrous statement right there. But if you want a, an objective review, what you want is a press release from the developer, from the publisher. That's what you want. You just want a bullet point list of what's in the game, what you can expect to experience, and that's it. You're not looking for an opinion. You're just looking for details about a game. Um, I'm losing. I'm losing. Uh where I'm going but like I said I I go into every experience wanting to enjoy something but I know that that's not always going to be the case and when I don't enjoy something I don't enjoy the fact that I don't enjoy it I'm not relishing that I'm not like oh I can't wait to shit on this I'm like well now I just feel bad that I'm gonna have to talk about something and not love it like when I was talking about uh what is it episode two ago the super blackjack turbo game and i was like oh it's just okay and that's really it's really hard to talk about a game a movie whatever when you're just kind of met on it when you're lukewarm on it when you're not when you don't hate something and you don't love something but you're just kind of like it's it's a thing it's hard to find the words to describe how you feel about it because you there aren't any strong emotions that are tied to it you just you had that experience and it's like okay i that happened um but when I don't like something, I'm I'm disappointed. I wish I did. And when I know that other people find enjoyment in it, I'm happy. I'm happy for them because I think I, ideally we should all be going into every experience wanting to enjoy it. And when other people enjoy something that we don't, we shouldn't be offended by that. We shouldn't be upset about that. We should be happy for them because they're finding enjoyment in something. Sure, we didn't find we didn't find enjoyment in it. But we can find an enjoyment in something else. Then, and that something else could be something that the person, the aforementioned person, doesn't enjoy. So we all enjoy different things, and that's great. And we should just be happy and find enjoying the things we love, and enjoying the fact that other people enjoy other things. But that's not how the world works, and that's never going to be the case. And that sucks. Uh, and I know that I'm not perfect. We're not like. I will shit on things and sometimes maybe go a bit too far, but I, I do my best to not ever tell someone who likes something that they're, they're stupid and wrong for liking it. Um, but I'm sure I've, I've done that in the past with things that have really have upset me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope everything I just said made some sense. I feel like I was starting to just tangent away and, lose track of where I was going. But uh yeah. And then you know perfect example is No Man's Sky. I love that game and I know a lot of people don't. Uh you know, at launch and still they don't love it and they like to shit on it and that's fine. They don't have to like it. They can go like something else. You know, I, I the the thing I hate most of all is that I tend to not love a lot of things that people love. Which is, I don't know, I, that might not be entirely true, but I do feel like I'm somewhat more critical. Um, 
and that can be frustrating because then it just makes me come across as a negative Nancy and just a person who hates everything. Uh, E.g., I did not enjoy my time with Breath of the Wild, but I keep meaning to return to it with a pro controller on the TV because I only played it in handheld mode with the Joy-Con controllers and you know I but I I think that it's not it's more than just a control thing and it's just that the world didn't grab me and the lack of enemy variety was a bit frustrating and yeah but moving on to movies so I mentioned Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 I watched them and I don't like them. They're, the chemistry between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith is good. And there are good moments in the first one more so than the second one. But I realized watching the first one that it is a long movie. And it drags. And it feels long. I, I thought I was getting close to the end of it. And I looked and there were 40 minutes left. I'm like, holy crap. This is, this is taking a while. And I just, I was like, I was, I'm done with it. And then I, I started watching two, which I remember liking more because it was like, oh, this one's just crazier and more out there. And it is crazier and more out there, but it's a lot more, it's way dumber. It's, you know, dumb and dumber. Um, chemistry is still there, but there's stupid bits in it. And I think the action scenes are better. Because they just had a bigger budget and all that jazz, you know the 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 one on the highway with the car trailer thing is still very cool, um, but everything in between, all the story bits, are are much worse than in the first movie. I think the first movie there's potential if they just uh, went back to the editing room and really cut it down and just refined it, but the second one is just a lot of trash and it was disappointing when I, I I did that and realized I don't like these movies anymore and then I, I did go back to Silver Linings Playbook and I, I'm not a huge fan of that movie anymore either which isn't Jennifer Lawrence's fault I thought maybe it would be her fault but it's an okay movie uh, but I have a big problem with the portrayal of the therapist and the way he acts. Uh, using the song that triggers um, Bradley Cooper's character is it's, it's a horrible thing to do. It's not something any practicing therapist would really do. Not a good uh, therapist would do. Someone who is, is good at their job and is not trying to be a piece of crap. That's like and some people might say that this is a horrible analogy. But that's like having a client who is a, a, a rape survivor and bringing their rapist to a session to see if that still triggers them and how they react to that. You don't do that. That's not what you do. And like hanging out with them at a at a at a, one of the sports games, one of the the Eagles games, and just other things. It's just like this is this does I do not like this. This is really bothering me, and I know that's something that a lot of people are like. Oh, whatever, who cares? Um, but there are other things with that movie that just kind of bug me. It's not 
I, I, the problem with that movie for me is that it seems to be going for a very realistic portrayal of things, but it does too many things that are just too. It goes a, a bit too far that I I don't. It just doesn't work for me. Whereas another one of David Russell's movies, I Heart Huckabee's, that is not as widely loved, works for me because it is just so out there and so ridiculous in every single aspect. It it, it never at any point is trying to be realistic. It is ridiculous. Not realistic. So I, I like the ridiculousness of that in its entirety opposed to the attempted realism that is Silver Linings Playbook. Um... But yeah, other than that, I watched the first American Pie. And I'm like, yeah, I never really liked it, and I confirmed that I don't like it. Uh, no, it's not bad. It's just for me that movie never was relatable because it's all about having sex and losing your virginity and all that. And I never cared about sex and all that. And even to this day, I'm not a huge, I'm not huge into sex because I've never enjoyed it. Though I like to think that's because I just haven't had the right partner. Um, and I've had some very bad experiences with sex. But like when I was younger, I wasn't like, oh, can't wait to lose my virginity. I need to have sex now. I need to do it. I was I was the, the little kid. It was like, I can't wait to fall in love. I can't wait to find someone to love who will love me. And we can connect. And we can cuddle. Because I, I want to cuddle. But I don't need to stick. I don't need to stick anything in any other place i just want to i just want to hold someone um but I, I still like the the well i need to rewatch reunion but i, I rewatched two and i really like that still and i love wedding and I, part of that is because i love stifler stifler is a wonderful ludicrous character who is portrayed perfectly by uh sean william scott and speaking of sean william scott I believe it was confirmed. I never really checked, but um, I'm super excited to watch Lethal Weapon now that he's going to be taking over the other lead character after the one who was physically abusive was fired. So now I'm excited to watch Lethal Weapon. But uh, yeah, I think that is a good place to end it. Wait, I also have... Did I even mention it? Yeah, I did, I, but I forgot to tell it. To Hell With Hell. So To Hell With Hell is... It'd be funny. If, <laughs> it'd be funny, but also really, really bad if I did talk about it and I just forgot and I'm about to talk about it again. But it's it's too late and I'm not checking to see. So, to hell with hell is a roguelike that is it, it it's in a similar vein in feel and look to something like Enter the Gungeon and whatnot. And it's in early access on Steam, Twin Six Shooter. And you start off in an area, then you have to clear the level, and then a, a portal will show up that will let you jump to the next area. And what differentiates the game a bit is you have these... It's some story about hell. So there are like these two opposing baddies in hell. This one wants to keep everything the way it is, where it's like there are uh, opposing things. There's evil, and there's order. But then there's this guy who's like, no, I want to combine evil and order, and make a happy meal and just destroy everything blah 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 the the main dude who wants to keep them separated he created these half spawns all over the world and now he's bringing them here and only they can harness the power of these various mass so you can 
have up to three masks at a time and switch between them freely. And these masks give you certain abilities. Uh, they give you two abilities to be specific. I'm I was playing with an Xbox One controller. The abilities are mapped to the left and right bumpers. And they could be something from conjuring up a health pack so you can heal yourself, placing a turret, uh, doing a little shotgun blast, shooting off a barrage of bullets. Um, there's this weird clown mask that I don't remember what it was doing. But... um. Stuff like that. So you can freely switch between these. And in addition to that, you can pick up various weapons that you could switch between freely up to three as well. And they have handguns, they have melee weapons, machine guns, whatnot. Uh, and you have to worry about ammunition with the, the, the firearms. But you just go around these levels and kill all of the enemies until there are no more left. And like I said, then the, the portal opens up and there are whatever four five levels until you get to a boss level and then four or five more then a boss and then four or five more and if it gets broken i think that's where it ends so it's about 15 or so levels to complete a playthrough and on the basic difficulty which is the only one you could play in the beginning and maybe that's the only one available currently in the early access build as it is right now uh, you get six save slots so you can save the game six times during a playthrough you can't overwrite them, so you have to keep in mind, like, okay, I don't want to save between these early levels because it's going to be easier or whatnot. Um, but the the problem with the game, really, so far, is that the shooting is a bit rough. It doesn't feel as smooth as something like Enter the Gungeon or even other twin-stick shooters of different visual styles, like uh, the things from... What is the name of the studio? But like, who the, the studio does Tesla versus Lovecraft and all those games? Uh, Tesla versus Lovecraft being the most recent one. Uh, so that doesn't feel great. And then the just the whole mask system and the guns, the way they work, and your whole inventory thing, it is a bit confusing how it works. Because when you take damage, would, after you take a certain amount of damage, the current mask you're wearing it just disappears. You lose it. And I don't feel like that was ever made clear. And I don't feel like it's made clear how much damage you need to take. or like The way the systems work were not made that clear. So I just feel like I, I need to not take any damage. Because taking any damage may or may not mean I lose this weapon or the mask I'm wearing or what have you. And that's frustrating, not knowing exactly how things are working. Um... But there's potential in it. Uh, I, I like the way it's set up, and that you know you just have you're thrown into this area. You have to find all the enemies, kill them all. It looks decent, uh, music-wise. It's okay. Um, but th there's potential there, uh, and it is an early access, so you got to keep that in mind. And, and, and with any game like this. But as it is right now, it's a, it's a bit rough. I'm not sure what the asking price is for it. Um, but it could be worth checking out if you're a fan of those types of roguelike uh, twin-stick shooters and what have you. But also, if you haven't played Enter the Gungeon, it would be much better uh, use of your time currently to just go with that. So if, if you're itching for something like this and you have, you've just been away from these types of games for a while or somehow miss Enter the Gungeon, Enter the Gungeon would be the better choice right now. And if you play that and you're like, oh, now I want some more, then... You know, you can try out to help with hell. And maybe at that point, it'll be vastly improved or somewhat improved or it should be improved in some way. 
But um, yeah, to hell with hell. Decent foundation, but rough around the edges, and there's plenty of room for improvement. And hopefully, it'll we'll see improvement uh, as it's continuing to be developed in early access. So, hopefully, that is not the second time I talked about that game in this episode, because that would be really weird. But what's not weird is that this show is going to end right now. That should be expected. Can you hear me doing this? Just in case you could hear it and you're watching the video and you're like, what is going on? But nothing's happening on camera. Anyway, that will do it for today's episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all of the usual places at PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush. Three. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, as well as Pixelated Radio at some point in the near future. Ooh, it'll be me, Corey, and Rich. No, Rob. That's sad, but what are you going to do? It's going to be Corey's baby, I think, because he's the one who's like, hey, would you guys want to do this? I'm like, sure, I would love to. So, but of course, we were going to maybe record this past weekend, but then Rich was out of town. So, will it will it actually come back? I'm not promising anything. Uh, but you can find all those on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Except Pixelator. I mean, you can listen to old episodes of Pixelator Radio, but there's nothing new right now, so keep that in mind. And if you like art, very colorful art, some crazy kooky art, like some of the art you can see in the video if you're watching... Right now, you can uh, go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. And if you see something you like, you can click the link, and it will take you to where you can purchase a print of whatever piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site and everything we do, like the podcast, like the videos, like the art, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And also, like I said, I do a video version of this podcast, which you can find over at youtube.com slash sausage. And you can also find anime reviews right now for the current summer 2018 season. Uh, a bunch of reviews for the first episodes of various seasons, uh, for various series. And I have one going up maybe later today. Maybe I'll hold it off for tomorrow. <laughs> the one show so far this season I hate. And it's a, it's, a, it's a fiery review. And it's a case where I'm maybe a little bit too heated uh, and full of hatred for a series. I don't think I tell anyone that they're stupid for not liking it. Like I said, I shouldn't do. But I definitely am not a fan of the series, and I, I, I lose my mind a little in the review. And I think even if you don't care about anime, you should watch that review because it's somewhat humorous. It's for, like, I forget what the show was called. It's like Lords of Vermilion, the something, Crimson King or whatever. Crimson King, because there's lots of red in there. There's so much red in the beginning of the episode. And there's a red mist going on, and it's all confusing, and it's so stupid. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to think about it because I'm already I'm getting agitated right now. So... What I'm going to do, instead of getting agitated, is say, Bye-bye.